T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Is Andy Dalton your starting quarterback until Andy Dalton loses the job, if he does? Or is Andy Dalton your starting quarterback until Justin Fields takes it away, if he does? Andy Dalton's our starting quarterback, and he's he's excited, and our players are excited to get out here and play well. And, again, that that's the, uh, the, the thing that we've talked about all year long and, and really up until this point right now and we're going to stick to is worrying about today, you know, and I think that's going to be very important for every player on this team to do that and go out there and let's, uh, let's produce, let's have fun, let's win games and just worry about today and then we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. At today, today, it's Steve Rosenblum and Mark Grody. Saturday, second on Monday, Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score. Today, today is the first day of the first regular season, NFL regular season for Justin Fields. There's the future quarterback for the Bears. It's just a question of how soon that future is met. So we'll go to the scores hotline and we'll talk with Chris Emma of the score. Scores Hotline is presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So that was Matt Nagy on WBBM AM, our brother station, 780 AM, 105.9 FM, talking with Rick Gregg. We'll play the full interview later on this hour. But that was the question about Andy Dalton. You heard the question, Chris Emma. Thanks for joining us. How long is Andy Dalton the starting quarterback? Rosie Grody, great to be with you. Happy week one. We made it. Football season. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah now, we, now we turn the focus here, right? Yeah. Now it's time to start looking at what we got with this Bears team. Uh, and, yeah, it's kind of an uncomfortable spot here with the whole Andy Dalton. How long is he going to be in the spot? I, I, it's, you know, Rick Redgard currently asked the same question I've had on my mind for a while now is, It's supposed to be built with a rookie quarterback prospect around when he's ready. And that's, in fact, what the Bears said from the moment they drafted Justin Fields on throughout into training camp. And up to this point of change, suddenly it's about when Andy Dalton is not the starting quarterback, when he fails in that spot, or if he fails, I should say, to be fair to him. But they basically set up the possibility of a transition at quarterback being built around when Andy Dalton is not the right fit. Uh, it's unfair to Dalton, and it's really prioritizing it wrong, Frank. But that, that's my belief, at least, is that you should set this up around when the rookie quarterback is ready. And if he's not ready, say it. But, but they've seen to check all the boxes in terms of what they want to see of Justin Fields. And it, it's, at this point, I just don't get it. So you think they're setting Andy Dalton up to fail? Is that right, Chris? 
I do. Yeah, I, I do. And they're putting him in a really uncomfortable spot. And we have clear evidence and, and uh, an example of it from 2017 with Mike Glennon, where he was put into the spot. He was given the starting job, wink, wink, until, oh, wait, let's see, you're down in Green Bay and it's not working right. And, okay, week five, you're up, Mitch. Like, <laughs> at what point does it happen again? It just We've seen it before, and I just, I'm not willing to believe it's going to be any different. And I think Andy Dalton is going to be much better than Mike Glennon was. Uh, frankly, I think he's better than Mitch Trubisky was last year. I think he's going to do okay in this job. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he's a savvy veteran. We've heard everything about it. You see it in practice, the ability in terms of the internal clock, uh, the timing elements with his receivers, getting guys open. He's got everything you want in that realm. Uh, but Justin Fields is clearly the more talented quarterback, and I don't have any doubt that he's ready to handle the role of a starter. He's done it at the highest level. He did it at Ohio State, leading them to the championship stage, playing with broken ribs, no less. I mean, this kid has impressed me every step of the way since he got into Hallis Hall. Uh, I think Andy's going to do okay, but it's also going to be a really awkward spot when those three and outs start mounting up and the boos are really getting overwhelming at Soldier Field. Uh, at what point did you say enough is enough? Our guest is Chris Emma of The Score. We're talking Bears football here. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody. It's Saturday, Suckage on Monday. So you can't read, I don't know, you can read into what Matt Nagy says. You can try to read his mind. And I kind of the question boils down to that because there's no game planning in preseason, there's not a focus on particular players. This guy won't beat us. This is, we're going to keep this guy in the pocket. We dare him to throw a pass. All, all that kind of stuff that you don't see in the preseason. So the question boils down to, for me, is Matt Nagy's backside saved more by Dalton's ability to read defenses or by Fields' ability to outrun Matt Nagy's lousy play calling and Matt Nagy's <laughs> lousy roster? I want to answer from both of you. Yeah, that's a great question. It's, I mean, I, I think Dalton, they, they certainly appreciate and admire the elements that Dalton brought, which we mentioned, and the uh, and the understanding of a defense, and not just where your receivers are going, but uh, where the coverages are going to be and how to get a guy open. Well, the moment when Allen Robinson is going to be open between a corner and a safety. Like, that's what Andy Dalton can do. Uh, but at the same time, you mentioned it, it Justin Fields, I, I think, trumps him in that respect of he's got that ability to make plays when it's not there. Uh, and, and the challenge now for him is going to be translating uh, presence in the pocket and waiting for those one, two, three reads and, and understanding the timing versus, okay, now I got to run. Now I got to make a play. Like, you can't get too reliant on the 4440s. Great as it is, and we've seen it on, obviously on display early in uh, the preseason. Fields is going to make plays. Now it's about fine-tuning that from a pocket passer standpoint and then understanding, okay, now I got to go. And I think Justin Fields' natural talent is what's going to shine above when a play's not there or when it breaks down. Or, Like you said, Rosie, if if Matt Nagy's putting the wrong play out there for him, Fields has the ability to make a play when it's not there. Yeah, and somebody asked me yesterday when I was doing the the solo show, like, what what is – the difference right now between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. And the best that I could come up with is that right now, Trevor Lawrence is probably a better pocket quarterback and staying comfortable and staying strong in that regard. And sometimes one is when you have that kind of skill, 
the ability to run like Justin Fields does, you want to use that skill, and that is your instinct and sometimes your involuntary response when there is pressure as opposed to hanging in that pocket for an extra second and maybe finding the 30-yard the play as opposed to the 15- to 20-yard scramble. But I do want to pick up, too, on what Chris was saying about the idea of playmaker. The Bears are bereft of playmakers right now. You have... And I've done this exercise a billion times, so sorry to the people who listen to me a lot, but Allen Robinson is a playmaker for sure. I think Darnell Mooney takes the next step and becomes that or could become that. I think David Montgomery could become that. I think, And when I say playmaker, I mean explosive plays. Um, I think Cole Komet might, might be that, but that's a lot. That's me using the word might a whole lot. And guess what? Justin Fields could be a playmaker himself and he could he is he's the one he's the wild card in what could change every single prediction for this Bears team this year because they've been eight and eight the last two years and I, and and to me I, I when pressed to pick I think the Bears could win nine games this year but they, it, it could also be a game on it's either either a game over or a game under 500 the way I am seeing the Bears right now but Justin Fields has the ability if he is what we think he is to change the math on that. Our guest is Chris Emma of The Score. We're talking Bears here. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rody with you. It's Saturday Suckage on Monday. I know Ryan Pace came out of hiding and then immediately started talking and playing Bears fans for stupid. I just could not go on. I mean, he's talking about being excited about a cornerback he cut, being excited about a left tackle who is out of shape. I, I just, I couldn't take it. I just think he plays Bears fans for stupid, and he has since he his end of season description of Matt of Mitch Trubisky. I'm not picking up his fifth fifth year option, but I really liked his accuracy and his ability to process stuff. Well, he's inaccurate, and <laughs> his coach just said he needs to be a master of all coverages, which tells you he's not processing anything. So Ryan Pace plays Bears fans for stupid. In his answers, did you learn anything? Did you get anything out of that? Did you did was was your knowledge advanced about this Bears roster? Yeah, you know, Rosie, it, it's tough. You go into those friends, and you've been in that sea many times before, trying to truly gain an understanding versus what you feel like you know. And I guess I learned that they are really, truly comfortable with Andy Dalton. That's all we heard about when asked about Justin Fields. Ryan Pace kept talking about Andy Dalton. Uh, he expressed confidence, as you mentioned, in Jason Peters. I want to see that week one against Aaron Donald and against those pass rushers with the Rams. Um, they have a lot of confidence. Ryan Pace is feeling good. But I came away from that. My overwhelming, overwhelming impression is that this guy's really confident in his job security, right? I mean, he mm. sounds comfortable. He expresses the kind of faith and belief in what's coming here. Uh, I don't know if this team's going to be contending for the NFC North Championship, but uh, I, I certainly felt the uh, oozing confidence of Ryan Pace throughout that press conference. And um, I don't know. I, I really wanted to just gain some kind of sense of how this quarterback thing is going to play out, and they've continued to just leave it so open-ended. Uh, in terms of how this offense is going to function during the course of the regular season, it has to be based on the run. I heard you guys talking about it before I came on. Is Matt Nagy going to commit to that? 
Uh, I'm kind of with what with Grody was saying in that I think he truly believes and understands that this has to be the foundation to the offense, regardless of who's playing quarterback. And um, yeah, I mean, they're earnestly trying to contend for the NFC North Championship. They believe they can patch together a team that can make a playoff run. I'm not quite as confident on that as Ryan Paces, but he's confident in everything he does. Well, and, and Chris, to be clear, too, I, I would still like to see the Matt Nagy offense, the one that he wanted to run from the second <laughs> that he walked into Hallis Hall. But I think that he knows at least early in the season, while they are trying to get the offensive line right, sturdy, healthy, playing well, the whole thing, that I, I think he's in a, in a spot finally where he has – no choice in the matter. But am I crazy, Chris, for still wanting to see the Matt Nagy offense? Or is that at this point, is that just something I should just give up on? Uh, you know, I, I count on that by saying I don't really know what the Matt Nagy offense is still. It's year four, <laughs> and the identity crisis has been ongoing since. He, he's had ideas. He's, You know, we've seen what it was in Kansas City in 2017. That's a long time ago. Like, I, yeah. I think I know what he wants to do. I think I get the basic concepts of it. But... Um, until they can firmly establish a running game where you feel confident and then build off that, I don't know what that offense is going to look like. So, But I do believe they have confidence in not just Dave Montgomery, but Damian Williams was a pickup for Matt Nagy. Like, that's a pickup that establishes his own confidence in what they can do with a running game. Uh, there's been a lot of focus on the O-line, and rightfully so. I think the interior is going to be okay. Like, I think the James Daniels, uh, Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer grouping, I think they're going to do well. I got questions about the tackles, of course, starting with 39-year-old Jason Peters. Uh, Jermaine Effetti, we've heard Juan Castillo say he can be a Pro Bowl player. I'm not sure about that. I'm willing to see him at least try. Uh, but I got questions about those tackles. I think they're going to be okay in the interior, though. Chris Emma of The Score joining us to talk Bears on The Score. This very here, this here very radio station, whatever order those words should be in. Eddie Goldman and Robert Quinn, what are the Bears going to get out of them? You know, Eddie Goldman really struck me by showing up in great shape. And I know that's the cliche of training camp, best shape of your life, whatever, this and that. But this is a guy who has, you know, a nose tackle. It's really tough to take care of that body, especially when you're not playing football. He showed up in noticeably tremendous shape. Uh, and he looks like a guy who's ready to go, who's ready to play that role. I was really wondering what he was going to look like coming off a year away from football, and he looks fantastic. Uh, he's checked every box in terms of what the Bears coaches and his teammates have said about him out there. Uh, the passion's there. The fire's there. I think he's going to have a great year. Uh, it's about keeping the rest of that defensive line healthy, especially Akeem Hicks. Uh, and then, of course, with the pass rush, as you mentioned, I'm not so sure about Robert Quinn. I mean, this is a guy who... Uh, I, I don't think I now is on the wrong side of 30 can say Robert Quinn's on the wrong side of 30. Uh, a really disappointing 2020 season for him. And a guy you really were banking on. Like, the Bears lost Kyle Fuller as a cap casualty because of Robert Quinn. You need Robert Quinn to carry uh, his responsibility, to be that 10-sack guy, to be disruptive in the backfield. He didn't do any of that last year. Uh, Khalil Mack needs it. Akeem Hicks needs it. Eddie Jackson needs it. Like, Robert Quinn has to step up. And the fact that he's already had multiple injury flare-ups in training camp is concerning to me. So uh, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's got a tremendous track record, of course. But uh, he's got to prove it this year. Uh, Stevie Sunshine, I don't know if you know this about Chris Emma, but Notre Dame fandom runs deep in his family. <laughs> it's, it's a generational it's thing. A the it's family and friends are very serious about it. So I have to ask you, Chris Emma, 
were you disappointed in the Irish last night as they, you know, what were they, ninth rank coming in and Florida State's nothing and they, they squeaked past Florida State? Were you disappointed in your Irish? I was slightly disappointed, probably more frustrated, but I'm not ready to execute the whole team just yet. Uh, I believe in uh, I believe in the potential of this team. I, I'm willing to be Stevie Sunshine here and come away uh, glass half full. I believe that they can piece it together on the O-line. I have a lot of confidence in Marcus Freeman, the new defensive coordinator. Um, I believe in this team. I, I think Jack Cohn could be a tremendous fit at quarterback. So uh, 12-0, I think the book's going to write itself. Wow. How do you like that, Steve? <laughs> and there's a deep drive by Castellanos, and that'll be a home run. <laughs> and then that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. And it's, it's, I did not know you were such a fan of the sanctimonious frauds in South Bend. But it's it's one of my worst qualities, really, Stevie. <laughs> it certainly is. It's, you work on that. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate Take your care. time. Hey, yeah. Chris, can you give me a ride to practice? <laughs> yeah, I'll be right over there. Okay, thanks, buddy. Bye. Well, you got a habit of just just co-workers' rides, huh? You got the co-worker Uber thing, don't you, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I do. Mostly, boy, I miss those days. That was pre-pre-pandemic when you would drive me home from the old Prudential Towers. Right, right. And uh, well, can I, Mr. Grody, can I drop you at the gym, or would you like to be dropped at your your lofty treetop estate? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a great service that uh, you you provided for me back in the day, but it's been a long time. Yep. We'll take a break. When we come back, Mark, I, before you go, before you yes, head up go. to Hallis Hall for the first week, uh-huh. I, do, I will have a question about second-year players and okay. which one. I will give you two players, and you tell me whose development is most important for this here football team. I we'll dis- like it. We'll discuss that after this. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde, Saturday Suckage on Monday. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. That's what we do. Saturday suckage on Monday, which will really throw the Wake and Bake Club for a loop, but they're used to that. Steve yeah. Rosenblum and Mark Grody together again for the first time. And here we are before Mark ditches out on us to get to Hallis Hall as the first regular season week, the new schedule begins. And one of the questions I would have this week, I it may or may not come up this way, but I'm posing it to you, Mark Grody. Of the many important second-year players for the Bears. And there are some in, in, in significant positions. Which of these two needs the bigger season? Which of these two needs to perform will have a greater impact on the Bears' success? Is it Kendall Vildor or Darnell Mooney? Oh, my God, that is a great... That was not the direction I was expecting you to go in. <laughs> I am going to say, Is it okay not to talk about the quarterback? I just think somebody (laughs) else is going to be on the field. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to say Darnell Mooney. Really? It's a close call. Here here is why. Because we all know what the problem has been for the Bears forever. And it's not defense. It is offense. There are issues on the defense, and Kendall Vildor could be one of them. But the biggest problem and the biggest question mark every year for the Bears, and this year is no different, is the offense. And Darnell Mooney is incredibly important, especially because you might not have Allen Robinson next year. So you really need to show or hope to show 
that Darnell Mooney can take the next step. He was good for a rookie, not great to the, relative to the rest of the NFL, but I think he can be that. So I think it's incredibly important that he goes to the next level, not only for now, for this year for the Bears, but beyond, quite frankly, if something magical doesn't happen and Allen Robinson is no longer a Bear next year. Is Darnell Mooney more, his development, he needs to have a bigger year, greater impact. Is that more important than Cole Komet? Yes, I think so. And I thought that that was the direction you were going to go as a Cole Komet or Darnell <laughs> Mooney. I, I do think it's important that Komet obviously needs to take the next jump too. He is a second round pick. Second round picks are expected to be productive starters for a long time. And unfortunately, there was a second-round pick tight end named Adam Shaheen who did not work out here. So I think the pressure is on on Cole Komet to show out. And I don't see any reason why Komet wouldn't, you know. I mean, he was strong towards the end of last season. He's had a Mm -hmm. good yet quiet camp. But, you know, to give that guy a a full training camp I think will definitely benefit him. But I, I, I got Mooney as the answer on all questions right now. Okay, I had a question. We talked with Chris Emma about it, and you guys were, you, you'd mentioned it before, the David Montgomery effect, the, the running effect, and, and it was it was characterized, I think Chris characterized it as Matt Nagy learning the value of the running game. You stressed how important the running game would be, how big, a, how big of a part, how great of an impact David Montgomery would have, has to have. Yeah, I think it's if obvious. We're, right, right. If we're strictly talking about what's good for the Bears, if, if whatever's best for the Bears is what they're going to do, how can you tell me that Matt Nagy calling plays instead of Bill Lazor when the running game was actually an important functioning win, win a, a, a winning part of their game, how can you tell me Matt Nagy calling plays instead of Bill Lazor is the best thing for the Bears? Because he saw, and and the hope is, as I was saying earlier, that he learned that you can win with a running game. A running game can get you down the field. It can be productive. So the hope is, is that he saw and he learned. And I think because of the two tackles right now, as those two guys get into playing shape, Jason Peters and Jermaine Effetti, I think now more than ever, Matt Nagy realizes that you have to use the interior and you have to run the football. Okay. I just think he gets lost in all the Nito Torpedo plays that he's drawn up on napkins and has on his his Denny's menu. And wouldn't this be great now? Wouldn't this be great? Hey, man, I I still I still (laughs) want to see that. I still want to see that someday. You know, (laughs) I mean, come on. I mean, honestly, like I understand everybody's wanting the running game and that's the right thing. However, Bears fans forever have been starved of an explosive modern-day offense, which is what Matt Nagy wanted to bring in here in 2018. Has he, has he been slow to adjust to the personnel he has? Yes, but I'll say it again. Once Justin Fields is playing at some point this year, not a lot of people are going to want to watch him hand the ball off. I'm just saying. I think fans will change once that comes and maybe – just maybe Matt Nagy can, you know, run the full Nagy. I do think that there will be, that's the greatest thing that Matt Nagy could do for Justin Fields is emphasize the running game. That helps a rookie quarterback most because the teams are already, defensive coordinators are already worried about what Justin Fields could do outside the pocket, something that 
Obviously, Andy Dalton cannot. And if you're able to run the ball, you're going to buy time. You have the defensive line is going to have to take a take a beat, take a pause, and and that's one second, two seconds. Is he, is that a play action or is that a real handoff? And that makes Justin Fields that much more dangerous passing. And Justin Fields is a guy who likes to look deep to short. So he's going to hold on to the ball. That criticism actually is a – I'm in favor of that. I like that. He's going to look deep to short as opposed to Mitch Trubisky looking check out to check down. That that was yeah. the extent of where he looked. So I'm in favor of that. I, I understand what you're saying. If you get to the point where Justin Fields is getting that time, that's great. Then you want to see the full Nagy. But I think Nagy's, Nagy's history here, in my view, tells me he's going to be so quick to do this that it's he's not going to set it up right. I don't know that he's <laughs> learned. Just because he saw Bill Lazor do I it, know. I, we have no evidence that he can do it. No, you're right. There, there isn't the evidence. I'm, I, I'm giving you asked why he would do it, and, and my answer was... He yeah. watched it work with, with Bill Lazor calling the plays, and he knows, obviously, what's going on with the two tackles and the Bears' offensive line right now. Okay. All right. Well, you'll be up there to report for us. I'm going to go now. Yeah, I know you are. Um, Mark Rohde is leaving. We're together again for the first time, and, and it ends <laughs> abruptly. As Are you going to be okay? Mark, are you, are you all right? Are you going to be okay solo for the next half I have, hour? I have abandonment issues. And I could get I in the car and call you. I could come to the fourth. That would be great. That would yeah. be just wonderful. Did yeah. you get your car back? Are you allowed to have your car? I got my car. Yeah, it's, okay. I, yeah, I got a good spot in the garage. So I, uh, you know, it makes a difference. Like if when you're hustling out on a day, being a parking garage person that I am now in my building, mm-hmm. uh, like if you get the second floor, it means a lot as opposed to the like going down a parking garage. If you're on the sixth floor, that's a 10 minute prophecy sometimes. So I'm, I'm ready, man. I got one foot out the door right now. I am pacing in my place. I got my bag here. Microphone's loaded. Let's go. All right. Do you have a, I, there, there are people who need to know. Do you have a quick Dave the Cat update? I know you need to go, but I just did not want to let it pass without Dave the Cat being, being mentioned. He has abandonment issues, too. Yeah, Dave the Cat. I don't know where he is right now. I imagine he's in one of my closets uh, doing a little snooze. I will say this. Um, Dan Bernstein called my cat fat on the radio the other day, and uh, quite frankly, it took him saying that for me to realize that it might be time for Dave to go on a diet, just like his owner. So that, that's the Dan Dave to, the Cat story. Dan's head is fat, too, so put that on the diet. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thanks. Bye, Steve. Bye, everybody. Bye. Good night. Bye, audience. Bye, Talk Mark. to you later. Bye. Oh, bye, Mark. That's it. Bye. He's leaving for Hallis Hall to do his job as Bears reporter for the score during the week and on weekends, on game day, on game night, Sunday night against the Rams in SoFi Stadium. He will be on WBBM AM, 780 AM, 105.9 FM, the sideline reporter, chatting amiably with... Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. And speaking of our brother station, WBBM, AM and FM, Matt Nagy, the interim coach of the Bears, was on said station this morning. He does weekly stuff during the season. He was sat down with Rick Gregg to talk Bears, to talk football, and of course, talk quarterbacks. We will take a break, and when we come back, we will bring you that interview from WBBM. BBM, and we'll see what you think. 
Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody. It's Saturday suckage on Monday, only now without Grody, which really sucks. So we're not lying to you about the suckage part. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum without Mark Grody, having separation issues, separation anxiety. Mark Grody had to leave to go up to Hallis Hall. The first week of the NFL regular season is here. Schedule's changed, and um, maybe they'll change the quarterback at some point. And uh, 815, Mark, hopefully Mark got down the elevator, got in his car, and is still listening to the score as opposed to listening to some FM station, which I wouldn't blame him because he knows he just left me here alone. 815 texture, Groats. Dave doesn't need to go on a diet. Stop feeding him dry food and give him real raw meat, and he'll be fine. Alrighty then. Speaking of real raw meat, the Bears go back to work. They'll play their first real game in Los Angeles against the Rams on Sunday night, SoFi Stadium. And so begins a um, regular schedule of Bears interim coach Matt Nagy sitting down with WBBM, 780 AM, 105.9 FM, our, our big brother in Odyssey. So Nagy sat down with Rick Gregg and had this interview this morning. Morning, the Bears kick off the regular season next Sunday night against the Rams. Matt Nagy is with us now. Coach, good morning to you. How ready are you? How ready is this team? Hey, Rick, good morning. Now, we're, we're excited to get going here. I think it's, uh, you know, the, the guys had a few days off here. They get back in the building today. We have a nice little 10-10-10 practice, and the regular season's upon us. So we're, we're, uh, we're really fired up to get going here. Yeah, how did you like or dislike the extra time off that the league gave the players between the final preseason game and week one? It's new this year. It is new, and it's a little bit different. I think a lot of us uh, uh, coaches across the league were trying to figure out what's the best schedule and that balance to be able to still take advantage of the time, uh, get some conditioning in for the players. But also, too, they get taxed by the end of the training camp, you know, physically and mentally. So it's good to see them back in here today after, you know, three days off, and uh, they'll have a lot of good energy here in week one. Let me ask the quarterback question, but let me ask it this way. Is Andy Dalton your starting quarterback until Andy Dalton loses the job, if he does? Or is Andy Dalton your starting quarterback until Justin Fields takes it away, if he does? Andy Dalton's our starting quarterback, and he's he's excited, and our players are excited to get out here and play well. And, again, that that's the, uh, the, the thing that we've talked about all year long and, and really up until this point right now, and we're going to stick to is, worrying about today you know and I think that's going to be very important for every player on this team to do that and go out there and let's uh let's produce let's have fun let's win games and just worry about today and then we'll worry about tomorrow tomorrow Bears head coach Matt Nagy is on the phone with us besides quarterback what position group did you come away from training camp most impressed by and why well, I thought we, I thought Ryan did a great job of bringing in a lot of competition and creating depth within our roster. And I, when I look at that and you ask that question, I, I think about our tight end, tight end room, a uh, lot, lot of depth there, uh, inside linebacker room. And, uh, and then, you know, I think as well as the offensive line, I know we got banged up, but we do have depth there. So there's some versatility, but uh, it'll be good to get the guys back in here and put the game plan together, get some scheming going with the, uh, all three phases, and uh, but I, but it's always good to have that competition. With that offensive line experience too, I mean, I, you know, a guy like Jason Peters or an Elijah Wilkinson, even these are guys who are maybe new to you and maybe even new to returning to the league after a little while off. But it, it, the muscle memory is in there; you just have to access it, right? 
It is, yeah. And, you know, I was with Jason when he was a, a, a young, a younger player in Philadelphia, and I think he's done a great job of coming in here and really – um, where, you know, he's, he's focused on his conditioning, focused on getting in his game shape. And he's also being a great leader with these young players that we have on the offensive line. So uh, I know he's, he's ready to go. He's excited to get out there. And uh, it's, it's always good to have a nice bet like that. Is there a position that you're watching where you say, man, if these guys really step up, we're going to be special this year? That's a great question. I think uh, right now, um, there's, I don't have that particular position to be able to answer that the right way, but I do think that what I'm excited about with our team right now is being able to come out and, and start fast. Uh, we we got to have a really good week of preparation here so that when the game comes on Sunday night, we're, you know everything is a little bit slower just because we practice so fast all week. So uh, just our guys need to come out and just execute if they do that and make sure we, we, we ride through the highs and the lows together and stick together. We'll be all right in the end. All right. Bears head coach Matt Nagy, thank you very much. Good luck Sunday night against the Rams and throughout this 17-game season. That was Matt Nagy on with uh, Rick Gregg on WBBM, 780 AM, 105.9 FM, our brother station. And uh, and uh, the station with Mark Grody will be on next Sunday night when Matt Nagy's Bears take on the Rams in Los Angeles in the Sunday night football game. So the question interestingly put by Rick Gregg is does Andy Dalton start only until Justin Fields is ready? And I think Andy Dalton is the quarterback until Aaron Donald says otherwise. I think that's the way that's going to go. I don't trust this offensive line. Maybe it's better better than, than I think. And I think that Matt Nagy is, is trying to is, is shoveling some stuff. Rick Reg asked him in the interview, which have been the strongest positions in camp? And he mentioned tight end. Matt Nagy did. And that tight end room, as Nagy said, is is more talented. We, you know, Jesse James, you're talking, you're, you're talking, you touchdown maker, last year. And Jesper Horstead, we are all Jesper Horstead. They're, they're, there is a there is a lot of talent in that room. And then Matt Nagy went on to talk about inside linebacker. Well, if you start with Roquan Smith, I'd say that's good. And then Alec Ogletree. And, and, and it may be that the greatest contribution Robert Quinn makes is that he had Alec Ogletree in the building and on the phone, and, and that's the way he became a bear. But Matt Nagy talks about the depth and versatility of his offensive line. You don't really know what your starting tackles are going to do. You think you know who they are. You don't know if you're going to have to rotate Jason Peters. Maybe the Bears know, and they know they're going to have to do it, but they're not telling anybody. And you can't tell me that's your strongest position coming out of camp when you had no idea who was playing where, and the games told you that without, a, without even a game plan, they were getting wrecked. So Matt Nagy has credibility issues there. And and I think that does that comes back to the question, is Matt Nagy better served? Is his backside covered? Is the Bears offense deodorized more by Andy Dalton's ability to read defenses, Andy Dalton's ability to diagnose the game plans that Justin Fields hasn't seen, or is Matt Nagy's backside 
covered? Is it covered better? Is the is the is his are Matt Nagy's play calling failures deodorized by Justin Fields' ability to run around and make something happen and be a playmaker? And a texture three one two texture our text zone by the way. Brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Obviously, Fields can run fast, and that's it, says the 312 texter. Check his college scouting report, holds the ball too long, takes a lot of sacks, and makes poor decisions. Do you think that will improve in the NFL? Well, we talked earlier, back when Mark was part of the show, before he left me and created him abandonment issues. Justin Fields is a guy who fits the Matt Nagy mentality, looking deep to short. That was the frustrating part about one of the frustrating things about Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky just couldn't read defenses. He was not a master of any coverages, uh, or maybe Detroit's coverage. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was the only one that that he could figure out. But but the the way the defenses change and the way the defenses pressure. Trubisky couldn't figure that out, and Nagy couldn't figure out Trubisky, and Trubisky wasn't accurate. But the one thing Trubisky did that was infuriating was think short. He was he was check down Mitch. That's and or he was going to lock in on Allen Robinson and throw it to Allen Robinson, and that was that. Justin Fields has shown an ability to run around, keep his eyes downfield, and throw to the 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 guy who's open, whatever his name is. Especially if his name isn't Allen Robinson because they haven't had much time together. Or maybe not even a practice. I have no idea how that's gone and what the actual number of targets to Allen, from Justin Fields to Allen Robinson has been. However, the one thing that, that Matt Nagy likes and probably will, will excuse is, is a sack, just not a turnover, not a strip sack. But if his quarterback is looking deep to short, and they're looking for the chunk play, and they're looking for the, the, that's the way they get touchdowns. The Bears offense doesn't get touchdowns. That's the way they do it. Then I think they can refine part of that. <clears throat> I don't think you want to coach that out of Justin Fields. You want to make him smarter. You want to have the tape decide, help him decide what he's looking at and how to beat it. But he hasn't faced a defense that has game plan for him. And that is... That is part of what what he can't what he can't see that Andy Dalton has seen, and I don't know if if I, I'm not convinced Nagy knows what he's doing as a play caller, as a game planner. You could argue he shouldn't be calling plays if the best thing for the Bears is <clears throat> the best thing for the Bears is not to have Matt Nagy call plays. You saw that when Bill Lazor called plays. Of course, all they needed was beat chump teams, but at least they beat them. Matt Nagy was miserable. Matt Nagy did not know how to call plays. He can't coach the game in front of him. Bill Lazor did, and now Matt Nagy takes the play calling back. It's mine. I like doing it, which is not not any kind of reason. But you look at the results, and the one thing Bill Lazor did that Matt Nagy can't is run the ball, stick to it, demand a running game work to make your quarterback better. And that's the most important thing you can do for Justin Fields. You need a running game. You need to keep forcing it. You need to, can you imagine that Aaron Donald and those guys, Aaron Donald and them not having to work. Let's say Matt Nagy goes full Nagy 
And he's not going to run the ball because he's got Nito Torpedo plays. Can you imagine Aaron Donald and them being able to tee off? Not being forced to stop for a second, for two seconds. Not being forced to figure out, is that a handoff? Is that play action? It looked real. And giving the quarterback time. And it really doesn't matter whether it's Justin Fields or Andy Dalton. It's important for both of them. Justin Fields needs as much time as he can get. Andy Dalton does too. Justin Fields can run away from breakdowns. Andy Dalton can't, but he should be able to make up for it in getting rid of the ball quickly. But there's no getting rid of the ball quick enough if you don't stick to the running game. And Matt Nagy doesn't stick to the running game. He hasn't once. David Montgomery got 20 carries once. That was Bill Lazor. So you just can't, you, I can't trust Nagy. Maybe you can. We talked with, uh, when Mark and I talked with Chris Emma, they both said, well, he watched this happen. He saw the importance of it. And we're not going to see it in the regular, in the preseason. I mean, will we see one carry by David Montgomery and there was a fear of injury. So there you go. He's out. And now we'll see if this, Offensive line that is patched together can block well enough going forward. One other thing about the running game is you get to go forward. You're not backing up. I don't want that offensive line backing up. I'd rather have them surge forward. I'd rather make Aaron Donald and them think. And if they don't, then you have to get Justin Fields in there because Andy Dalton will be broken. They'll just break him and sell him for parts. And, And that's why I think the... I think the guy who decides who the Bears quarterback is will be Aaron Donald. Grody at the market talked earlier. They thought that the home opener against Cincinnati, Andy Dalton's old team, starting quarterback would be Justin Fields. He thinks it'll happen that quick. And it could. Maybe Matt Nagy's feeling more pressure. We don't know. We don't know exactly what they've been promised or what they haven't. Did Justin Fields change that calculus? But If it happens that quickly, and there sure feels like there's an urgency for both Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace to get this thing right and make the playoffs and win a playoff game. We still haven't seen that in all the time Ryan Pace has been here. So you have to... I'd love the idea of him, (laughs) Andy Dalton, planning a reunion in game two when they promised him, this is my time, he said. I'm the starting quarterback. Well, yeah, maybe for game one and until Aaron Donald has a say in it. And if Aaron Donald has a say in it, he don't, I don't think he wants Justin Fields in there. I want to thank everybody for listening on Saturday Suckage. I want to thank Chris Tannehill for joining us, talking with White Sox, the Locked On Sox podcast he does with Herb Lawrence, Chris Emma of The Score, Talking Bears, Brandon Fryer, Producing this epic Saturday suckage on Monday show. I'll leave you with this thought from musician Ben Lee. It's weird you can spend multiple decades thinking you're Jerry before you figure out you're Kramer. Bruce Levine and Mike Esposito are next on The Score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So, 
kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait, wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.